Blind your eyes, steal your tongue, take it when you're over. Money lights on you. Hello, moviegoers, and welcome back to the Barely Watchable Podcast. This week we have a special movie. I think it's a movie. To me, it's more of a high school production on global warming. <laughs> but uh, we watched uh, Birdemic. Um, let's get our shots in before we talk hey, for cheers. four hours on this film. Kamikazes. Pro- yeah, <laughs> kamikaze action tonight. Ooh, brings me back to those Mickey, Mickey Finn's, Finn's days. Yeah, that's what I just <laughs> Kamikazes at Mickey Finn's. Yummy. So who's got their one word to start? Uh, I can go. My word is winning, spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N-I-N-G, <laughs> after the, the director. <laughs> uh, my one word is billion, as in a billion dollars. <laughs> so were you, after watching this film or during this film, were you more shocked or terrified? <laughs> Um, I wouldn't say I would use either one. When I first started watching the movie, I'm like, where is this going? It was like, I don't know, 30 to 45 minutes before we saw a bird. Or maybe it was, maybe we saw a bird in the air. But I, like, I, it was, I it think was I looked at my demic. thing, it was 45 minutes. 47 minute mark. Was it 47? Okay, yeah. I knew it was around there. It was pretty brutal. So, it was, But, you know, we, we it was truly one of the strongest romances we probably have seen in a while. <laughs> well... Speaking of shock and terror, I believe they got that name from the main actor, Rod. <laughs> the look on his face was constantly shock and terror <laughs> of what words are going to come out of his mouth next. Because his I can face only imagine the, was... the, the casting uh, interviews or like the, you know, when they're coming and doing their like, you know, lines to see if they're going to hire him. Like they saw him and like, oh my God, we got our guy. This is him. We need, we've been looking for this guy all, all day. First thing I wrote in my notes, first thing it, just, it says, worst actor ever. That's what I just wrote. I think, wouldn't it have been better if, if the director just started it as well? Wouldn't it have been ten times better if he would have just played himself, which we, we kind of could see that's where this was going? No, it probably would have been better if the director would have set the whole fucking script on fire and walked away. Because <laughs> this is possibly the worst fucking piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, there's this act, this main actor, Rod... I, it would have made it would made it would make so much more sense if somebody's like this James Wynn told him like hey you're a serial killer or you're a robot and I'd be like this this performance was believable. Do you think that um, this writer director producer James Wynn, which I mean he he was from Vietnam I think or yeah something. He, he came came for the U S from Vietnam and then he ended up getting into the IT. So do you way. think? You know, I thought afterwards, you think like he wrote the script and these actors did not like go on their own and just read it the way he would say it? Because I think he, he, he obviously can't speak I actually, um, perfect I, English. It's I, all broken. I, I, I think I gave it to you, but we watched uh, a little documentary after this about the, yeah. the kind of making of this. And they, he would tell them as he was directing them to talk the way he talks. Okay, so they so did they, they weren't doing it like just to like tease him like they literally he was saying like say it this way and so every actor talks Vietnamese even though they're, though they're all white yeah, to the whole makes, movie makes sense now they, they have this like Vietnamese way maybe it's just because it's like broken English lines that they were anyways but it was like that Did was you, really weird are they 
Speaking in a Vietnamese accent or a Vietnamese accent? <laughs> I, I wrote that down too. It's like I said, what the fuck's a Vietnamese restaurant? <laughs> you think he would have corrected that part, you know, his own language, you know, for his own country. We're, we're going to go to a vet, vet I just think that showed that they didn't do any reshoots. They just did one take. Oh, and that was he could only film this on the weekends. Because that's what he worked all all week at his normal job. And so he would only film on the weekends. And so he said, you know how hard it is to keep this many people together for like six, nine months who aren't even big actors in the first place. And they could only come during weekends. So I think you're right. Like they probably shot this when they had time. They only did it. Well, I mean, the ADR and the bad sound editing was. He did all that, too. He did all the editing. He did everything. Really? Shocking. Yeah, he did everything. I thought for sure they hired a professional sound editor. (laughs) Well, Holy shit. Right away, the editing is off to a terrible start when he goes in that restaurant and the, the waitress says hi, but it's not her saying hi. It's the sound, sound edited hi because she must have botched saying hi in the when they shot it, but instead of reshooting it, they just voiced over her saying and hi. she had an accent, but she had a different kind of accent and, and I don't even know what that accent was. You're right. When he went, you mean when he went to the restaurant after the 27-minute drive yeah. Yeah, with this the is credits all, rolling? So his favorite, his favorite director growing up was Alfred Hitchcock. And so he was trying to do, like, if you ever watch Psycho, there's that long car scene where she's just driving for, like, two or three minutes. Yeah, but there was But he does it for, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, just, but there was a sense to that. She was getting away car, Yeah, and they showed, the like, money. A, yeah. the music sound good in that, but this was just fucking brutal. Well, like, and the sound editing, uh, real quick on that, with, uh, uh, for people that have not seen this movie, what we're talking about is... You'd have a scene where you show the main character, Rod, coming to the restaurant. and he, Totally he, stalking a chick right off the bat. Well, well no, just the <laughs> the sound is you hear, like, pans in the background, and you hear a lot of background shit, and just, like, the noise and stuff. And then when he pan to the waitress for her scene, it's completely quiet. There's no sound. And it's, like, like a five-minute pause. Well, I, I, uh, five, six-second six pause. You know, like, sit here. And then back to him, and you hear all the background noise going on, and he says, you know, something like, okay. You know, it was just, like, off by seconds. The noise was horrible. Was, everything was, he always, was he always, like, terrible. prolongs every, every scene is prolonged way <laughs> too long. Every, every sentence that is prolonged, everything is prolonged. I don't know why you wanted it an hour and a half movie. You could have made this whole movie in 20 minutes. You know, this movie I think the movie, really I tell you the truth, I think the movie was 22 fucking minutes. And then all of a sudden he's like, God, what? I can't, 22, I can't have a movie that's 22 minutes. So then he probably thought to himself or asked other people, well, what should we do? And they say, well, what about all that shit that's laying on the floor? Let's edit it all together. <laughs> so he basically put everything in the movie. Like where normal people would cut out the 10-minute uh, picture on a wall in a restaurant. Nope, he kept that in there. Or like a looking at an ocean for 15 minutes. Yeah. Nope, he kept it there. There was nothing on the floor. I guarantee you, nothing was cut <laughs> in this movie. It was all in there. So you talk about that that first car scene, which was super long. That Should I just, play the song? Sure, the music. All right. Kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> to be like it just goes on and on and on and the thing is that it's only the same he keeps on looping the same one part of that song it's not like a full song it's just the same he keeps on looping that one part over and over again but then like even right after the restaurant scene it goes right into another two to three minutes of him driving to work and it's like 
Now he's switching lanes. <laughs> you think like something's gonna happen, but no. Now he's parking, and now he's taking his time. You know, coming. It's like, why did we need all that? What, what's important about that? Well, how is this important to the movie? You can tell this movie was shot in a long time frame because there's multiple shots of him stopping for gas, and the price is constantly fluctuating. His first stop, it's four seventy nine. I saw that. The next stop is three ninety nine. So he, you can tell it's been shot over like six months yeah, because think, of how. Do you think James drastic. Wynn was really trying to send a? a a subtle, a subtle yes. message that yes. cars yes. and cars gas and is gas. is eating up the society and eating up time and yes. causing climate change. And I mean, it seemed like that's what he was going for. I wrote this movie is an environmental subliminal hippie piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything was a subliminal message in there, right? <laughs> Am I correct? Am yes, I correct? it was. Yeah. So right off the way, right off the bat, he he starts stalking this chick. I mean, it was creepy as hell. He wouldn't like if someone <laughs> was, was staring at me like at a, a restaurant or whatever. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" And then all of a sudden, you run after the person and like put your hands on them, like to stop them. And then it's like, "Oh, yeah, we went to high school together." And then he goes, "Where are you from?" <laughs> it's like we went to yeah. fucking high school together. What the fuck are you talking about? Where are you from? I think you're right though. But if if it had made Rod like a rapey character, this movie would have been so much better because he was a fucking rapey character. He was so creepy. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the main characters. We got Rod. He's a software. Salesman? He was a software a engineer who engineer? then turned to sales because he his friends always said that his his BS and. Uh, engineering was just bullshit because he he's a, such a good talker so he had to go to sales which he stuff. really isn't yeah. <laughs> he's, so his, worst character, his worst character is his talking he cannot enunciate whatsoever i actually wrote this down this is right this is perfect i wrote down when he made that um million dollar sale or yeah. whatever he i wrote down and it says when you close out a million dollar sales call simply say Thank you for your business. Goodbye. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. A million it, dollar sale. It's okay. all so Thank robotic. You. What does it take to get your business today? <laughs> Great. I'll give you that plus 50% discount. You said it way better than he did. <laughs> Great. We appreciate your business. So does anybody know what selling software entails? I can tell you if it's a million dollar deal, you're not giving a fifty percent discount for <laughs> fucking sure. You know, unless unless it was you know, unless he's just a real great salesman where he started up a million dollars higher than what the sale was gonna be and oh, I'll give you a discount. <laughs> you want this Toyota Camry? It's seventy thousand dollars, but I'll give it to you for thirty five. Hey, he got a thousand dollars off his solar panel from his house too, so he's a good deal. He's a good salesman. Yes, I'll say that. He's I don't know what's up with this trend that we have in these movies we're watching where I'm rooting for the main character to die <laughs> so the movie just ends. <laughs> I was hoping for a car crash in that first five think this minutes. guy would have been the guy. If all the guys who would have died in a birdemic if it would really happen, this guy would be the first fucking guy to die. He's oh a fucking God. moron. Well, we were, we were teasing that he was saying he was talking like Vietnamese because that's what James Wynn wanted, but it was either that or he had Down syndrome because it was one of the two. He, he sounded so I think slow, mentally slow. It was just yeah. unbelievable. Actually, I was, I totally forgot, but I was going to look up this character to see, like, if he did anything else, because, I don't know, like, he couldn't have done he anything did, else. He was not even an actor, really. They said that he, he saw an ad in the paper, and he took, he Driving went, a school bus? <laughs> um, but the other character is Natalie, the love interest here, of here, and Natalie is a fashion model, which, she does look like a fashion model. She was hot. I, I thought, she, I thought Natalie was hot. Yeah. She, She's a little small for a fashion model, but... She's probably one of the one of the one of the few 
I wouldn't say it was a she was a good actress at all, but for this movie, she was a star, considering the other acting that was going on. In this well, movie. I think she had to be small because when you do your modeling in a broom closet, because <laughs> that room that she was doing the modeling in was like this was that, no, was small that, little area. Was that, was that her like interview for the Victoria's Secret job that she landed? I don't. Know, but it, yeah, she didn't land a Victoria's Secret job. But is, was that that one? I didn't know. Like she was like doing this. Photoshop, and all of a sudden she gets a call from the ad, and she's like, "Just guess what? You got it, you know." And so I didn't know if that was like the the. Show. I was like, "Why was everybody she in this movie? Why wasn't she in any lingerie?" Millions of or, dollars and and doing real well. That does lead to one of the best lines when she says that she gets that job. He says something about like, "Yeah, that's great. You're gonna look great in lingerie." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something a serial killer would way, say. He, no, but the way he says it, it's just so like, creepy. you're going to look great in that lingerie. <laughs> I think he even said that. I think you look, you look great in the lingerie. Because he said it in a way, it was like, what the fuck wow, the lingerie? congratulations. I think you will look great in those lingerie. Oh, those lingerie. That's what I, was, and I knew it was something real stupid. I was like, who the fuck talks like that? And she worked for Dream Models. In those agency. Dream Models. <laughs> she oh, no. immediately falls for him, though. Yeah. Head yeah. over heels. In love with Rod. Because he's, you know why she falls in love with him? Because she heard he got that million dollar deal. deal. (laughs) Are you sure it's because he doesn't uh, care about her looks? He just wants to get to know her, even though he only wants to have sex with her? I mean, immediately after the first date, like, (laughs) can I come in? (laughs) I'm not that kind of a girl. What, cool? (laughs) Fun? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) He says that he doesn't care for her, or he does, he's not there for the looks, but he only. Is constantly talking. He's not, he's only talking about himself, like to like talking about his job to fluff him up, so she would have sex with him. Yeah. And I mean, if it wasn't for him, I mean, you know, yes, he is doing that the whole time, but he's getting a lot of push from his coworker to also push even harder, even though he doesn't seem to be pushing as hard as that that the guy wanted him to push. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about these dates, damn it. <laughs> well, first I was before we. We're- we get into the dates. I want to talk about Rod's car, a hybrid Mustang. Does that exist? <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's so. got. It's got to be because almost everything that he I mentioned. Say no. What I noticed is James Wynn must have saw In- Inconvenient Truth, Al Gore's movie, and then just copied Wait, like what every, year was line, this, every line, every line, because that, that's the movie that they go and see on one of the dates too. Obviously, which is factually incorrect because In- Inconvenient Truth came out in two thousand six, and if you go look, if you watch the scene where at the movies, it's like role models and a few other movies that came out in two thousand eight. Mm. Okay. Well, you can see that he wrote this whole like half the things that he was stating about the polar bears or about this. Everything was lines from Inconvenient Truth. So this dude went to this movie and it's like, oh my god, I have to help save the world. He's always wanted to make a movie about himself, things that he was never never able to do, become a successful IT salesman. He was just an IT engineer, have a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, James went, uh, you know, be this hero. Be the hero. He, these are all the things that he wants to do. Drive a car with a hundred miles per gallon, which doesn't exist. Not even in, Mustang, a, in, a, in a utopia. A hundred miles per gallon doesn't exist. The Mustang hybrid, hybrid that Ford originally said would arrive in twenty twenty will now arrive in twenty twenty two. So there was no such thing, <laughs> especially getting a hundred miles to the gallon. <laughs> He's a good salesman. I though. love that. That his friend, his friend was like so. You know, he was trying to be so cool the whole time and get a hot Ferrari or whatever, so chicks will, will have sex with you um they even have one guy i forgot what the line was but he had a really good line about about that too but um 
his friend goes and sees Inconvenient Truth and it changes him too. His friend even says, I mean, now I'm going to go buy a hybrid. See, I told you so. You know, everything was just constant. Was that before face. or after you bang that ugly Asian? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Yoko that? Ono. Can we talk about Yoko? <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, the ImaginePeace.com website is Yoko Ono's website for her art gallery. Oh, how, in, how convenient. <laughs> uh, but why Another is why message. is the Asian woman having sex in a bikini? Is it like would the would how the, come none of these girls are taking their clothes off? Is my thing. They always had either all their underwear on. And that bikini their... was it, bikini was like almost like uh, leather looking. Like it looked real uncomfortable. Yet to, to have sex in even too. even when we got to the we'll talk about it probably a little bit later. But when they got to the hotel. And they're, they're supposedly finally going to do it, right? First of all, why did they even need to go to a hotel? He has a house. Well, they, <laughs> like, both, just, they both have their well, own places. Might, does she have her own place or is she living with mom? I don't remember what the situation was. But um, even like when, when, when all of a sudden like she wakes up, she's in her underwear still. He's fully dressed. Like, so you never took your clothes off? I don't off? think he ever took what his kind clothes off. What kind of sex were you I having? I think he here? just unzipped his fly and took his pecker out. Did he even take the belt out? I don't know. He didn't have to get the belt so the belt weird. on. Shoes, everything was still on. Morning cup, belt <laughs> on. <laughs> he, he must have had, the actor must have had it in his closet. He, he couldn't get naked at all. <laughs> we have to circle back. your underwear? Nope. Slack, stay on. We have to circle back, though, to okay, the Asian yes. woman having sex because we talk about how none of the dialogue in this movie makes sense and the one line that really truly didn't make sense was when the asian woman picks up her her, her phone the the natalie says what are you doing she says what does it sound like i'm doing <laughs> talking on the phone i don't get that you don't hear my heavy breathing <laughs> that's right she did say like oh, she's yeah. supposed Don't to you know, know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> she's having sex by answering the phone. Oh, yeah, I can smell it through the phone. <laughs> Me so horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was bad. But the thing is that it was just so convenient. Also, you know, even the, there's two different things: the inconvenient truth and how convenient everything in this movie ends up turning out. Where she happens to be the best friend. She's fucking his buddy from work, and it happens to be her best. You know, the best friend of. Of uh, it's Natalie's best friend. It's just how everything works that? out great in this movie, doesn't it? Oh my god, how perfect! <laughs> Except for those fucking birds, this movie made it perfect. <laughs> well, hold on, we still have so All much right, to get ahead. to. Yes. Get to that damn date. Well, we have dates, but before the dates, we have their company got sold for a billion dollars <laughs> by um, the Oracle. And everyone's you clapping. You have that? I think no. Nobody says a billion dollars. We'll talk about the clapping. You can play the clapping, but I love when he's pointing at you, 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 you. You get a billion. You get a billion. It's like stock option for you. It's like Oprah. Stock option. You're going to chair. You get it. You get it. You get it. That clapping was... It was like two minutes of just people clapping, looking around. You can see just keep breaking around. Right when you think the clapping's over? Right. It's not over. It picks up. Yeah, even louder. Gene, it goes like this. Here's how it goes. It's like, yeah, you know. I love. Uh, and also, they cut their different scenes. And his buddy's like, fake, his buddy's like fake, fake humping him. You know, like, yeah, we get it. Are you gonna play that? Yeah, you gotta play I'll that. Play it That's great. Right, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have some great news. Our board of directors has agreed to the acquisition of NCT Software by Oracle Corporation. For a billion dollars! Billion! 
You guys, you guys have worked hard and you've all earned your stock option. Congratulations. They're done, you know, like, yeah. and then other, he, the gym, gym win is behind the director. Saying, no, keep it going, no, keep it going, keep it going. My hands are killing me. Nope, keep it going. I actually did. I was one of the first part of the movie. I started laughing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then right off the bat, what are you going to do with your money? Oh, I think I'm going to take an early retirement. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like 24. I'm going to take an early retirement. <laughs> okay. Daytime. Uh, this date is, is the first date. There's, there's, yeah, this first date, but they go to the Vietnamese, Vietnamese restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> Vietnamese. Do you know that Jimmy Wynn is in that scene <laughs> at the at the Vietnamese wet restaurant? He's like in the background, just like all these great directors. They got to make sure they get themselves in there somewhere. They show the pictures on that wall <laughs> for the longest time. <laughs> like this is gonna come back somehow. Like this is gonna like intertwine in the movie. Nope. This is and he, he did that. play some Vietnamese music in the background of this scene. It kind of got a little bit more, you know, Asian style music in the background there. My too. favorite part about these date scenes, though, is, you know, Rod for the first twenty thirty minutes of this movie, he's dressed, he's in his work attire, but then we get date Rod, who's basically <laughs> dressed like Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> he's the biggest dork <laughs> going on a date he's a with a fashion English. model. <laughs> just the absolute gooberest outfit you could imagine. It says all the most gooberest things the whole time, you know. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. So then after dinner, they go dancing <laughs> with the worst green screen in the background. <laughs> they slow dance. And he is the worst dancer. We'll, we'll see that in a couple different places. But yeah, he was one of the worst dancers ever, too, man. I mean... They, well, no, that's a slow dancing. Yeah, but I'm saying then there was that later dance scene later when we'll, we'll play that later. But he, this guy's not the greatest dancer. It, it defies all logic to have. You can't have a fashion model girlfriend and be that stiff of a dancer. You just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Some things in life don't work out, and that is one of them. This guy was maybe so uncomfortable. Should we just get to the? <laughs> it's so uh, moving, man. <laughs> should we get to the song? Yes. So this is the second date, right? Yeah. And so he did, you know, we, we already mentioned that he didn't, they didn't get, he wanted to get lucky, they didn't get lucky, but they get to this next big date here. Now, is this supposed to be a club or a restaurant? It looked like a restaurant, but all of a sudden there was live music. <laughs> there were only people in the place. There was a whole the band it's playing, but there was only one guy singing, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> and this guy singing was my, one of my favorite. Don't you owe me some I think somebody's calling. I gotta go. <laughs> Big mama's in the kitchen. <laughs> if, if, 
by chance you don't watch this movie, you need to YouTube that song <laughs> and watch this dance scene. Uh, the name, what's the name of the song? It's, it's uh, just hanging out by Damian Carter. Just hanging out. You need to see this part because it is hilarious. And by the way, my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna throw that in your. You gonna, you gonna throw oh. that into your? Uh, yes, I'm gonna DJ throw it in my DJ mix. Guarantee it. <laughs> He obviously gets lucky, or so. So it makes you go to it a seem. Motel. Um, motel it, shit. Motel. With six those dance moves, shit. of course. You How got long it. was that date scene at the half at the Half Moon? Is that the place? Half Moon oh, Bay. I about, Art, uh, Art and Pumpkin Festival. I forgot about the <laughs> Pumpkin Festival. Before they went to the motel. Oh my god. That was before the dancing too. Yeah. Before they went so long as they like watching carving pumpkins like so for you think, hours. Do you think there was actual festival going on? Because it looks pretty real. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think that he could have afforded to this have... This parade and... Yeah, and all that. I think that was happening. They just got to I think so, too. Night. I think there was actually, like, in some town... Could you imagine if people in that town were just like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> making a movie. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> you want to come here? Yeah. <laughs> these guys are horrible actors. They're making a movie. And before they go and have sex, they have to have that walk on the beach. You know, that's very important. That's where you first see the one of the first... Um, wasn't that where there was a bird laying on the ground? Yes. Yeah, I think there was. And it was like that. And he's like, don't touch it. <laughs> it might have some disease. It was just another long, uncomfortable nothingness in this movie. Um, what's your idea? What's your um, ideal man? <laughs> She's like someone with a lot of stock option investments. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Someone gonna take their pants off when we have sex. It's <laughs> definitely not your winning personality, brother. Someone that won't have the TV on to a 1960s TV show or whatever was on in the background. Well, there. right away we saw all these graphics, these CGI for these birds are gonna be great. <laughs> you see this, like, it's not even a prop. It's like a freaking, like, someone just put on... The we I, I, the CG, CGI in that suburban Sasquatch movie we reviewed was way, was way better. better than this. <laughs> way better than this. <laughs> and I didn't think that could be possible. And it was. I think they used the same technique. Whatever the technique was, the guy did a better at a tech job <laughs> at that technique in this in the suburban Sasquatch. But it's that same technique where you kind of put it, put something just over it. Suburban and, Sasquatch. The guy went to Best Buy to get a software and. This uh, well, they James Wynn, I think, went to Radio Shack in the de- well, well, in the documentary. They show they show Costco his, his, his bedroom where he did the editing, and he's got like an old Commodore sixty four like sitting up there, and that's what he's that doing makes editing. Sense. On. That makes sense. <laughs> so should we get to the birds? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. After man. they bang, they get up in the morning and uh, they hear they hear some of the most. <laughs> I guess they're supposed to be eagles, but For they about sound like fucking crows. Half hour. They sound like crows. God dang, my head was pounding. But it, it was so it was so quick though. It went from there's some birds. All of a sudden, it was fucking Pearl Harbor attack of <laughs> fucking birds. Like things flying down, blowing up, but nothing really blowing up. It's just like they were, they were the this the. The CGI would explode, but like, the car so, is completely the I, car is completely fine. There's nothing wrong with the car. So those <laughs> no. birds just explode for some reason, or are they like suicide? Some some are suicide bombers. Right. Some are actually just attack. You know, throat slashing, sure throat slashing, acid spitting birds. You know, oh, just, yeah. they have it all. So if these birds, these global warming birds, <laughs> could just constantly bomb now. Why, why are they biting why, people? Well, that, no, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Why aren't they just constantly bombing? Like there are 
<laughs> birds <laughs> just hanging out near a window, cawing. It's like, <laughs> why are those birds cawing and these other ones are... Why don't they just throw bombs through the window? Yeah. <laughs> Full-blown kamikaze into landmarks, <laughs> gas stations, but some are just... Maybe, but maybe they weren't in a gas station, so they, they were purposely choosing things that were bad against the environment maybe the hotel wasn't really bad that bad for the environment so they were kind of <laughs> waiting to see if these guys were going to get in their cars there were also know? just numerous scenes where actual live birds are chilling in the background okay real quick if you're <laughs> in a hotel okay and forget it whether it's birds killer birds whether it's a suburban sasquatch whatever it is what's the first weapon you would grab from the hotel room would it be a clothes hanger because that's what these fuckers these four people <laughs> came out with clothes hangers and try to fight these killer birds with clothes hangers. I would grab anything bigger and harder than a fucking clothes hanger. Maybe they were going to give abortions or something. I don't know what they're doing. Well, what in a hotel would be a weapon? Uh, iron. Uh, this is a motel. They do not have irons. A lot of them do. This not a motel. This is a piece of shit. Break some of that wood off of the freaking end of the bed. They flip the bed over. There's all kinds of stuff you could grab. A lamp. I would take a lamp over a fucking clothes hanger. Well, I wouldn't touch the bed, first of all. But... <laughs> <laughs> grab a, grab and some And then, thank hangers. God, you know, where they, they, they hook up with these two other people, and thank God they had a machine, they had like, like a whole arsenal of guns oh, I, I in missed, their car. So machine I missed gun this in a part. Car. How did they hook up with those people? I don't know why I missed they, this they, they went out of their room, and all of a sudden, they're like, they're like, they see the birds coming, so they're trying to get into another hotel room. They knocked on oh, the door, okay, and then okay, these two okay. people are like, oh, well, hey, where are these two I people? I thought they just ran to a van, and they were in the No, van. and then all of a sudden, they went with them to their van, because they don't, they oh, somehow lost my keys to the car, to my car, so now we got to go to your van, and they have assault oh, right. rifles. They have assault rifles and Yeah, I was just going to say, how did this guy have all shit? these weapons? What was he doing in the hotel? That guy. <laughs> I want to know with all these guns and shit in his van. <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> this guy, though, he's just waving around a machine gun on the side of a highway. You know, you have to remember, they're filming this like on an actual highway. So people that don't know that they're filming, they're filming just see a guy with around a, a machine gun on the side did, of a highway. I did notice, like, they were just, like, firing at random, and there were still cars driving normal. Like, the, the cars weren't, like... In every scene, everybody else is, like, they're the only ones fighting these birds. Like, everyone else is just driving normal. Like, it's normal highway, normal beach. Even on the beaches, like, later in the movie, you have, like, regular couples still walking through the beach. Like, there's not there's not really a bird demo right. going on like, to anyone besides these four people. Zombie movies, you always see, like, other cars, like, you're gonna yeah, fly yeah, or yeah, zero yeah. off the road. People can't drive. But in this one, it's just like every like people are going to work, and yet these guys got fucking Uzis out the window. <laughs> just I saw at least four deaths that were caused by them themselves. <laughs> like where they shot fucking people. There, there, there was, was not birds. Like they were just shooting like birds, but they're going right through killing people. Like there was one he's time firing the little. Bus? He's firing little. Yeah, literally machine gun rounds at a bus <laughs> to hit <laughs> <get> these birds. <laughs> and one, she killed that girl. Um, Natalie killed a girl. Yeah, the bird attacked the girl, but all of a sudden she's shooting at the girl. Like, you know, that's on top, on the bird's on top of her. At one point, when he's getting gas, Rod, like, he hurries everybody up in the car and he starts firing. And if you, if you watch this again, he points right in the car and he's firing the gun. <laughs> so I'm like, someone in that car just got shot. I mean, they're constantly... <laughs> Outdoors, despite being in a bird's eye. <laughs> I wrote that right. down. Just like, like still say in a fucking house somewhere. Get in a basement. I got, what are you doing? I gotta take a shit. I'm just gonna pull my pants down in the middle of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you just at a gas station? Could you go in there? Or, Is that what she said? Where's what's her name? He's taking a shit. Is yeah. that what she said? I thought you said no. He goes, hey, where's shift. where's Becky? And he goes, ah, oh, she's taking a shit. Yeah, yeah, she's out there with a roll of toilet paper. Actually, that was gonna her be pants one of my, are still on
Yeah, why don't you shit in the fucking inside? And then he says, you're pretty good at, and it was supposed to be shooting, but he said, it sounded like he said, pretty good at shooting, shitting. You know, I thought he said pretty good at shitting to the guy and then too. Maybe he said Becky was pretty good at shitting. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? But even like you said, here? why? And they, they go do a picnic. Uh, you're being attacked by killer birds. Why are you outside at a picnic? I like how every bird kill is the same bird kill scene. Like, <laughs> everyone that goes down, it's the same replay of that same bird shot over and over again. Oh, my God. This movie so bad. many people dead in their cars with the windows down. All these deaths would have been avoided if they just rolled their windows up. <laughs> now, how much, how shitty were these two little kids? I would have fucking left them off the get-go. These, so they the, pick up these two kids. One kid's in a in, uh, father must have put him put him in the <laughs> trunk. The other girl's underneath the car. And, you know, they save, they save these two kids. And the first thing they're saying is like, let's play Game Boy. Uh, get us food. We're hungry. I've been like, fucking get out. You're Those fucking Those little bastards dead. are always hungry. <laughs> they like drove and like they 10 minutes. I'm hungry. suckers and candy and shit. It's like, this is supposed to be like some kind of a pandemic or birdemic. And there's water everywhere. Every store. I don't know why they had to go to that river. To get water. Yeah. Every store they went to, there was tons of water. They had no problem. Literally, like, 10 minutes before, they stocked up on, like, a 48-pack of water. The most realistic part of this movie was that Indian gas station owner who, like, started charging $100 a gallon. A gallon. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I was like, that's what I would have done, too. Well, first Supply of all, I, demand, I, don't, I don't have any gas. That's what he says. And he goes, like, it's $100 a gallon. You don't have any fucking gas. How you can be selling for $100 a gallon? And yet, of course, the credit card worked. <laughs> He uses a credit card. Did you guys notice that? Well, he like, said, it seems like everything is fine and dandy during this birdemic. <laughs> like, cars are just going to work, going to school, wherever they're going. Leisurely, people are at the beach. The credit cards are working. Everything's working fine. Telephone's down, and these birds are suicide bombing a few buildings <laughs> and gas stations. That's, that's, that's birdemic in a nutshell. It wasn't much of a birdemic, let's put it that way. <laughs> no, these people are terrible at rationing. And that, and because they're terrible at rationing, they have to go fishing <laughs> for food. That's he goes, hey, I found a fishing pole. Let's go fishing. <laughs> One of the best scenes is when um, that old man like looks like he's on the side of the road. And they're like, oh, he's, oh, on, oh, he's, he's on a bridge. Let's help him out. No, no, not that guy. Oh. When that one guy's car is broken, it looks like his car is broken. Hey, pull up behind him. Let's help him out. And then he tries to pull the gun oh, the to one steal, the, steal gas. the gas. He's like, I got the gas in the back. So anyways, he gets the gas out. All of a sudden, a bird attacks this dude. This dude drops a, drops a gun, and he has still the, the red, big red gas only thing. And Rod just takes Rod off. takes out these, well, both, of, the, both yeah. of those things sitting on the ground. It's yeah. like, what a fucking non-survivalist this guy is. This well, guy he's a salesman, right? <laughs> he could sell. Hey, you know how good this guy was a salesman? He had one slide uh, PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> he sold, he, he he sold a, a million dollars. He shows a picture. Yeah, he shows a picture with one of, uh, fucking slide. Not even a, a real solar panel. It's <laughs> but that slide shit. never moved, and he kept pointing at it. <laughs> and also, he'd say something, you know, and he say something, and he point at it, and it was still the same slide. It was the same picture. Like, we got it. You, you, we're going to give you the million dollars. <laughs> he was good. He was a good was salesman. Do you notice, like, also, when they were into, I just love the, I watch so much of, like, The Walking Dead during these kind of things and stuff, like, when when life's going bad and what you need to grab and stuff, and they're in the store, and there's so much stuff in the store, I'm like, grab everything, grab loot right now, do grab everything that's in the store, grab as much water, grab everything, and she has the wine bottle in her in her hand for a second, and she puts it back, she well, didn't even grab the wine, dude, she, like, didn't do nothing right. I think I'd be, yeah, I'd be at the liquor park department. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's have a picnic outside right now. It's a birdemic. Let's yeah. go. Let's go sit down and have have lunch. Let's go have a picnic. And Becky, you go take your shit out there in the field too. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> the old guy in the bridge. <laughs> no, the the, the 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 machine gun guy didn't get enough uh, screen time. His monologue about. Um, fighting in Iraq. Yeah. Make peace, not war? Yeah, it, it was... Uh, I, remember, I don't remember Why can't we just give peace a chance? Yeah. That, mono- <laughs> that monologue was you the can older... see James Wynn yeah. Duffy loves John Lennon and Yoko. That was like his favorite. He keeps on putting little little tidbits in here. He was definitely jerking off to that scene <laughs> in the background. I'm sure he was probably jerking off to that ugly Asian chicken thing. <laughs> that, that's probably his sister. <laughs> that didn't stop him. So what do you think about that old man that's just sitting there with a mask? He was pre-COVID wearing masks, sitting on the uh, bridge. Uh... <laughs> Stand back! Get back! Get back! And he keep walking, keep walking towards, him. towards him the whole time. Everything he said was wrong, like factually. Was, Didn't, he had a speech too about the environment and like this. All these birds bir- killing. These birds are killing because of global warming. Well, they have the, the bird, bird flu. flu. <laughs> At least they didn't call it the China flu. <laughs> the Vietnamese James flu. James wouldn't let the that The Vietnamese flu. <laughs> so my question was, is global warming causing COVID right now? <laughs> is that happening? According to James Wynn, I'm sure it is. Um, prehistoric birds also attack cavemen, I found out through this movie. I didn't realize that that, that was a true thing, too, but I guess it was. All right, let's get up to tree-hugging guy, which I love, too. <laughs> is there really much to say about him? <laughs> First of all, his wig? Come on. Why did you have to put a fucking wig on him? He looks so stupid. I have a theory about that. I think it's the guy probably didn't have long hair. He probably just had normal-sized hair, but they wanted him to make him out to be like a hippie with long hair. Like this so guy that, lives in the woods type guy? So he has, yeah. But could you put a better hair. wig or do something? <laughs> Again, Jeez. I think this budget was so low that they couldn't afford uh, a budget wig with a longer hair. You family dollar and get something the better. CGI looking. tree house. That was on the tree, too. That was so sweet. <laughs> oh, I hear a lion. Time to go back to the house. Hey, you just stole my quote, you son of a bitch. That was my quote. You're a mountain lion. I gotta, Nobody... get, back. I gotta get back to my house. You should get back to your car. Bye. <laughs> mountain lion. Bye. Bye. He lives in the trees that they're all cutting down. You know, like I gotta protect the trees that they're all gonna be cut down. He's doing a terrible job. Of... Horrible. Protecting. And what do you think about the CGI forest fires? That was, <laughs> those are awesome too. Jeez. The CGI was just, like I said, Suburban Sasquatch had better CGI. That's how bad this is. Tom Hill was the tree hugger's name. Just to... So, how does this piece of shit end? Well, the birds just um, they All stop of a sudden attacking. They, stopped, they just flew away. And I was like, what happened here? What what caused them to have, what What's the meaning? The birds here? are giving peace a chance. I actually, <laughs> I, this is no lie, I stopped. When they started rolling the credits at the end, and I actually wound thinking I must have fell asleep or something because <laughs> I missed something. Uh, nope. You they just fast forward and... the last seven minutes. It was just them sitting, staying, all staying on the beach, watching the birds fly, which they weren't moving anywhere. They were kind of flying, but they were like staying at the same length the whole time. They didn't go far. Yes. They didn't get any farther. And away they just at stood all. looking at the water. And up to it just four ends, people. You know, like and, I said and this and movie should be the boy says twenty two minutes. Yuck! I want a happy meal. Oh, see, <laughs> yeah, seaweed. That's some seaweed. <laughs> Who the fuck eats raw seaweed? <laughs> Jesus. If you had to, I would eat raw seaweed and, and the fish, but it's like this kid's so fucking spoiled. He just got his life saved, and he's fucking, oh, I want a Happy Meal. <laughs> God damn. This movie was... It was brutal. I can't, I don't know, I think we used I, I, I wrote on here, I said, um, 
Threat Level Midnight by Michael Scorn was a better movie than this. <laughs> Do we have a favorite quote from this movie? Uh, I mean, you stole them all. So. I, I have one that we haven't used okay, yet. You, you, what is yours? Well, it comes from the newscaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says, she's talking about the wildfires, global warming, polar bears not being able to eat. Difficult finding food, such as seals. <laughs> that was my favorite quote. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have another one here at all. Oh, speaking of the TV, this rod guy, he, every TV in this movie is a Michael Scott TV. The motel, the TVs at so the bars, the TV's house. <laughs> He's got this 18-inch flat screen TV that you have to watch from about two feet away. <laughs> oh, I know. I do have a line. Rod, Rod does look like a Michael Scorn. I have to find it, but I do have Perfect. a line for you. It's when they get out of the movie theater, and um, what does he say? He, uh, it's that friend of his. They're like, they're like, okay, what are you gonna do now? And he, and he's got, he's got to go because he's got to get. What is the line? I don't have it. I'll say it later if we find if I find. Speaking it. of his friend, well, you can why well, talk about his friend. The basketball scene. <laughs> they remind me of uh, the room with the football scene. Yes. It's like, okay, why? Why, terrible directors, do you have to have people play sports that can't play sports? Because that dude puts up a shot at the basket that <laughs> almost broke the backboard. <laughs> he is so bad. He shot one shot and he's like, they say something like, oh, I'm tired, let's take a break. Or... I got my line. The guy, as soon as they go, get out, they're going to go somewhere else. Where are you guys going? He goes, I got to go back to work. Sensual work. <laughs> Sensual work. <laughs> Is that your favorite character, that guy? <laughs> he was my favorite. He was straight up. <laughs> so, so oh, are, is there any kind of... They, they did a, a Birdemic 2 and Birdemic 3. Which, Birdemic 3 is in the making. Was. was in the making or something? Yeah, okay. trying to uh, fund it right now. In the, in the documentary, the, they, the guy who kind of helped him get Birdemic off the ground is trying to say, if you really are serious about wanting to be a director, you got to go a different direction. You can't keep doing these Birdemic movies. And he's like, yeah, well, after Birdemic 3, I'll think about that. <laughs> well, apparently this guy, this guy had two Birdemic. movies prior, Replica, and then there was one other, not Jack and Jill, but it was, um, what was the name of his film? Julian Jack. And these two movies, Julian Jack, Replica, are supposedly... Harder to watch than Birdemic because <laughs> there's no there's no birds, you know. It's just a love story. And so it's that documentary writing. you sent me, did he got money from somebody for this? Right? He yeah, got paid off. Like yeah, he had the one big payday, but we don't know. What, we never heard what that is. I mean, someone bought it to just start promoting it. I don't care if it's forty fucking dollars. That's he he way ended up too getting much money. money. Well, you know what he did right off the bat. You if you watch the documentary, did he like go party? Go party. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy reminded me so much of my buddy Boo up. It's like everything's like. Let's go. Let's get some drinks. Let's go. <laughs> so there's oh got to be user reviews for this movie. Tons and tons and tons of them. But I picked out a few good ones. <clears throat> this one is from Pledge Rock. The worst film made by anyone ever at any time. Uh, Nod One says, Most amazing piece of garbage I've ever had the pleasure of seeing. <laughs> um... Rish Ish 28921 says, It's like someone holding a blowtorch to your balls. <laughs> and Tilly 3 says, I think this movie was written by a school kids on a short bus. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was true. 
And this is would, Marty Chilson's review. <laughs> Marty Chilson says, I guarantee you this is Al Gore's favorite movie. <laughs> this is actually Bill Murray's favorite movie. No. That's a Frankenhook. I know, that was a joke. Thank you for butching. <laughs> we forgot to mention that last week, by the way. Frankenhooker. Um, Bill Murray's favorite. Bill, Bill Murray's favorite movie. That's why I love Bill Murray. All right, would you recommend seeing this movie, Drunk High or Sober? You have to be drunk and high to watch this freaking movie and to enjoy it, especially the first 45 minutes. If you're not, I mean, if you're drunk and watching this, you'd be laughing a lot because it's so bad. It's like I, the room. It's The room is unwatchable until you realize that how bad it is, you know, and that's what you're laughing at. I don't recommend anybody taking heroin, but <laughs> I would think you might want to shoot up before this movie. <laughs> so I have a few takes about this movie. First of all, you should see it once just because it's, it's truly that bad. The, it, the movie needs to be seen once, but I, I don't think you should see it more than once because I watched this movie twice and the second time I watched, I watched on my phone, and my index finger still hurts from fast forwarding so much for the. <laughs> Don't the watch it alone view. either. You gotta have a party or. <laughs> yeah, this movie. That was gonna be my second. Else. My second comment was gonna be that this movie is, is a, party a movie, movie that you should watch with a group of friends. Yeah. And a group of friends only. Don't watch this on date night. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't watch. It. <laughs> Unless you don't want to see that date again. <laughs> like Dick Bushman. Taking my mom for the like first or second date, and they go see Clockwork Orange. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's always going to lead to oh, love a it. great relationship. I love it. She's probably like, "This guy's a psycho." You said now, this was Alfred Hitchcock's. Yeah, well, he he, loved Alfred, Alfred. he loved Alfred Hitchcock. But here's the other thing: like in this documentary, I had I had learned. Oh, hold this. off. You know what? Alfred Hitchcock should fucking climb out of his grave. Grab that James Wynn by the neck and fucking kick him square in the nuts. Because it is <laughs> well, a two young kids that were disgusting. actually saw the, him in his car when he went he went to go hustle this movie to even get it off the ground. He he had that van that was in the movie, yeah, yeah. and he had like all these birds like attached to the van, and there's like blood <laughs> and stuff. And he's like, "Bird, damn it, come see the screen." And he had rent. He had gotten a bar to agree in where they were doing this. You know where it, where, where, where is that in? Is it in Colorado uh, or something like that where they do the oh the um, Sundance Sundance is in Colorado, the, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he got a bar to agree to play his movie, and these two young director film guys went and seen it. It was so bad, they, they, they go, like, we really need people to hear his voice, though. We need to hear his voice. And I'm like, what, you want to hear broken Vietnamese? Is what everyone needs to hear. Vietnamese. <laughs> Vietnamese. Um, so, Joel, this documentary is on YouTube, so these people can kind of look at it. Is it like a... What's it called, you know? Just look up Vice and then Birdemic. It's on Vice? It's a, it's a, Vice, it's okay. a Vice documentary. It's like... 15, 20 minutes, it's hilarious. It gives you a little bit more ideas of what really right. is going on during this whole thing. All right, does anybody else have any final comments about Bert Demick? One I, last... I want to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of the worst movies ever, but... I'm glad, you, no, I'm glad you did, because I always wanted to see it. I mean, I, after you mentioned last week at Bert Demick, and I was like, man, I hear that all the time, like, you know, from people saying how horrible it is. But you never, I never watched it. Yeah. But I, I'm glad you did pick it, because now I... <laughs> no, it I, was horrible. Well, now I can't fucking erase out of my memory. But... <laughs> if you What's told up me, with dudes from Asia who come to America, What's up with all foreigners? And I'm saying the Miami connection was the exact same deal. Is this one age guys he had this idea? He had to have this movie made, put all his whole Joel, life into this movie. That that the room <laughs> foreign director. Um, they want to have the American dream. What's his name? Movie. Kickboxer. 
<laughs> John Claude. Yeah, what's with all these guys that come from another country that come here thinking they're the greatest writer, director, producers of all time? I just appreciate that they do the writing. <laughs> they don't even like try to have someone else do the writing sure, for them. Thank God for those guys because then we wouldn't have our podcast. <laughs> I think that's all I have, brother. All right, so next week we're going to be doing a movie that I've been looking forward to doing for a long time, but it hasn't been on any of the subscription services but it's finally now on hbo max and and that movie ruined elizabeth berkeley's career and that showgirls so if you're a fan of fast gyrations and nudity this movie is going to be right up your alley i totally wanted her when she was on saved by the bell so i i this movie was i don't care how bad people think this movie was i loved it but i'm I'm looking forward to seeing it again (laughs) any other uh, comments about Birdemic before we head out. Nope. Peace out. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You are only waiting for this moment to arrive.